Hey guys, quick PSA to start off the show. Last week, Skanky and I said some things which, in hindsight, were inappropriate and revealed too much. We'd like to take this moment to apologize for describing M. Cole's pantsless Halloween costume. Now, onto the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shenantics, your podcast that brings you all of the best news about the world. I, something like that. Hi, Skanky, how are the you? The universe. The universe. It's ever collapsing, is what I yeah. hear. Whoa, dude. I know. I know D- dude, how could we see the universe if our eyes aren't even real? <sighs> no. <laughs> That like deep breath was like very creepy. <laughs> it was like an ASMR stream right there. <laughs> yeah. No, we can't go to that because every time we talk about that, I want to be an ASMR YouTuber. Um, really? You do? Why? I do. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they, it's it's whenever people describe ASMR as tickling their brain and I'm like, I want to oh, do that to you. That sounds cr- you want to tickle people's <laughs> brains? I want to tickle your brain. That is definitely something a mass murderer says. Oh, shit. Take that out. Cut it out. <laughs> no, it's in. No. It's in. I, I can't do anything about that. I don't even edit the podcast anymore. Mm. Kevin. I'll shoot Kevin an email. Yeah, shoot Kevin. Actually, yeah. I fired him. Oh, no. We're on to no. Jay now. Oh, we yeah. keep... No, but... You mean Lamont? Laman? Laman? No, Jay was before Kevin. Laman? Laman. Who's Laman? Our newest intern. Wait, have I been calling Laman Jay this whole time? I think you have. Ooh, that's awkward. That is, that is awkward. That's a tad bit awkward. (laughs) That is... That is, I think. I feel like any normal person would make that mistake, though. I I agree. I agree. They sound pretty similar. (laughs) I think. I think you. uh, I think. I think you got a little bit confused though, because it was right after our foreign language one, and you called him Jay, and he said to you, "He's like Lamont." You're like, "I am." Oh well, I actually never. I never do listen to him, so maybe maybe that's the issue. (laughs) Yes, just just ignore him. See, that's why I can never have kids because that's what I would. That's what I would do. I would just ignore them. Ignore them. Well, now, like, Emcall, we need to we need to think about this for a second because if one day you do end up having kids yes. and this podcast comes around, then yeah. <laughs> well, you might be getting a visit from CPS. So, yeah, Chicago Public Schools. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with my child? Okay. Whoa, yeah, well, whoa, I have someone else's child now. Yes, you you have. Uh, well, in my in my. In my world, you steal someone else's child and you raise them as your own. Yeah. And then 20 years later, they find out that they weren't, you know, yeah, they weren't their father. And then the, I don't know, I was thinking maybe Nicolas Cage could be in the film and then we could get like, I don't know, some other people in it. Joaquin Phoenix can maybe play the adult kid. Ooh, I like that. I like this casting. I like this casting. Can I have Sam Rockwell play me? What's up with you wanting Sam Rockwell to play like you or Everything. anybody? I want Sam Rockwell. Okay, to play fine. Every- Sam Rockwell will play every single character in the film. <laughs> that would actually be a really cool project. <laughs> like, just just our Sam Rockwell. He plays every character. Every, every character. 
Oh, have you awesome. seen um, Boyhood? I don't think so. Oh, see, that's a very, very interesting film that I think. Wasn't that, wasn't that filmed over many, many years? So that was filmed over the years that the characters grew up. So it's like the okay. same people in the film, mm-hmm. um, but they filmed it every year mm-hmm. uh, God, until the kids so cool. grew up. It, it's very, very cool. What, wasn't that an was that an Oscar nominee a few years ago, like four years? Yes, ago for best okay. best Oscar and best director, but uh, I didn't win either. Okay, yeah, I think I actually think I own that movie. Um, oh well, then yeah, you watch I've, it. I've never seen it I, for oh. whatever reason. I own it, so. Oh, that's a great movie. Check it out. Yeah, no, sounds good. I heard about another movie recently that I want to check out. Something about triplets that were like separated at birth. Um, oh, the Sundance doc. Yeah, I really want to see that. I've heard, I've heard interesting things. So. so, want to hear a funny story about that? Yes, I, I, do. I, I you know, I, sometimes me and Yummy, we, we talk about docs a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we send each other back and forth a whole bunch of different docs. And I was going through the Sundance um, the, the, the docs that get into Sundance because usually mm-hmm. those are the docs that are, you know, kind of big at this time. Yeah. And I sent her that one and she's like, oh, well, you know, like this happens a lot. <laughs> what? And I was like, wait, what? Like, what do you know? She's like, oh, yeah, like in psych, like this sort of things ha- happens all the time. Oh my gosh. And I was like, what? Really? Oh my gosh. Like, this is something that n- I feel like nobody knows that this happens a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, supposedly people being separated at birth as twins. Oh, interesting. Um, like, that's the only real ethical way of finding out, like, nature versus nurture. But, so here's the thing is that, like, and not having seen this documentary, but I think I think they might get into this a little bit, but there there is a little bit of an ethical, ethical quandary if. Let's say you Ooh, put quandary. Them, a quandary. Ooh. If you if you if you take the take the siblings, the twins, triplets, or whatever, and you put them into like different socioeconomic backgrounds, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so like the idea that you're giving one of the kids a much easier life than another one, or you're kind of like setting them off at different points purposely, right? It's like one thing if you were just born into a family or adopted into a family that has a certain socioeconomic background, but it's another one that if you're going to purposely put someone there because you feel that it might have negative effects that you want to show, right? And so now it's like, are, like is there something that's a weird ethical problem of purposely putting somewhere someone somewhere where it's going to have a negative effect on them to kind of see and show that where if you could have placed them somewhere else purposefully, then it doesn't. So I don't know that this well, it's kind of, I don't I know. Think maybe I see where that point is. I would also mm-hmm. maybe argue that the, the, a scientist would be doing that to figure out if that is true. Yeah. So you're yeah. not, you're not necessarily saying, Oh, because we're going to put this kid in a lower socioeconomic mm-hmm. background, they're going to do worse. Mm-hmm. It's more to figure out, if they will do great, yeah. um, so I don't, I don't know. Like I think uh, I get where you're coming from, though. Like that's kind of like a fucked up thing, but yeah. Um, like it's, I guess if you're thinking about it, like automatically, like oh, like I'm putting this kid in here because I want him to have a bad, or her to have a bad life. Mm-hmm. Like that's not cool. But if you're, I guess if you're trying to figure out if it's true, then yeah. I don't know. That's. Yeah. No, oh. and and I think another thing is like you could also kind of get into the the debate of the good of the many versus the good of the one, right? Like if you if this is important research and important evidence to gather to support a point that like you need to help out certain people, um, you could you can make the argument that like 
that this was necessary to get that in order to get the support behind it, right? Mm -hmm. But then you get the weighing of like if you do know that's bad, like let's say you know from other things that the, that this result is very likely to happen, and you're like, all right, well, we need to like have something that's more concrete or some more evidence to back it up, and then you kind of can do that, and then you can go forward and be like, look, like there is a problem here that we need to solve, um, and it's not just about the people, it's about the circumstances those people exist in. So it's uh, I don't know, that'd be. That'd be interesting. Damn, we're getting very existential today. We are. We are. We are. We uh, we have one of those every. I feel like it's every eight episodes or so. We kind of we start to do the deep dives into weird shit. I think it's mostly because we're, like, we're also questioning our own lives, so you know it, well, it just yeah, works yeah. out really well. No, it is true. That is that does happen. That does happen. <laughs> it's, been, it's been it's it's you know what it is. One it's week since you looked at me. It's, it's because it's because we uh, it's because of daylight savings time ended or whatever today. So oh, the time switches bullshit. It, it's kind of, no today we got an extra hour of sleep. It was amazing, but it gets so later. Good. It gets darker later, earlier, yeah. later darker. <laughs> we exactly. don't even know what the already, effects are. It just changed, and that's all that matters. Do you know that when they they change the clocks, there's an increase in car accidents on that day? Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, interesting. More hmm. you know. If I, more. if honestly, the cool thing is, if I made that up right now, you would have never known. I mean, I could have Wikipedia it. That is the the theme of this podcast. I think honestly, we should have a Wikipedia sponsorship at this point. I think so too. I think Wikimedia Company or whatever the organization is, they should uh, they should give us some money. Should invest. Yeah, yeah. I could just imagine the banner ads now, like when they're going for their like fundraising drive, and they're like. You give one dollar. That's all we need to keep Wikipedia going. If everyone gives one dollar, then underneath it could be like sponsored by Shenantics or money goes to Shenantics or something like that. I think that'd be cool. What would we do with our Wikipedia money? Ooh, buy an island. Huh? No. How, how big would the island be? Um, Honestly, my fear about buying an island is that someone's gonna get stranded on it and I'm gonna get sued. Well, that's why you have a lawyer. We're going to figure this out, man. Wait, um, you're a lawyer. Yes, we'll structure oh, it through a whole bunch of entities good. into we trust, and it'll be perfect. <laughs> we're fine. So, it'll, be, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Well, we'll, well, no, we can have it like Big Brother-esque. We can, we can have the money, we can have the island make money for us, right? Like two people trapped on an island, see what they do. All right, this is what we do. Ready? Yeah, yeah I'm ready. Let's get a whole bunch of sets of twins. All right? One twin goes and lives in the city. One lives on our island. We'll see what happens. You yeah. like how I made that come full circle? I do. I really like that. That was pretty that. fun, actually. It was, it, it was pretty good. I'm now, I'm now envisioning this TV show. It, I, it's going to be great. I assume nobody will have problems with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think we'd get any backlash for any of it. To be no, honest. not at all. Not I at mean, all. why would you? It's TV, bud. Yeah, Entertainment. No. No, it's true. It's true. So, uh, speaking speaking of backlash, um, mm. you sent me an article about something that had to do with a video game that has some people saying some stuff about it on the internet. <laughs> That's very oddly specific. Yes, I did send you an article about this one very specific game with the backlash that happened with this specific game. Yes. <laughs> so what game is it and what backlash existed? All right. So Rainbow Six Siege. Mm-hmm. They announced the other day that they're going to be making that they're expanding their game into Asian markets. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now the thing is, when you expand your game into Asian markets, you need to comply with all the rules and regulations of of the countries that you're expanding into, no matter where you are expanding into. Mm -hmm. um, now the thing with when you're expanding into China and countries like that, you're also you, you're 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 
have to censor some things in games depending on what the rules and regulations are of that country. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, games don't want to kind of do that because it's a lot it's it's a it's work to do that so they end up actually just making a whole other game sometimes mm -hmm. for those countries yeah. um rainbow six siege said that they wanted to have a global version of their game so that everyone could access it at the same time whatever it is so they announced that they're going to be changing some things aesthetically in game to uh to allow for the release in china okay so I think they said they were they were censoring some accented blood on the walls. They were changing some sexualized content in the game, uh, and yeah, so they were they were just kind of changing everything. Like not mm -hmm. everything, but some some aesthetic items within the game that mm -hmm. has no change on gameplay. Basically, okay. Um, and people on the subreddit kind of freaked out a little bit. I think why? it was mostly why? Yeah, why? What was their what was their what was their problem with it? I'm curious. A lot of people were saying that they shouldn't have let themselves uh by by doing this that they're agreeing with these said countries that censorship of this material is okay. Okay. And that was pretty much I feel like the main argument that I was seeing. Mm -hmm. um, and some people were saying like, oh, I'm from this country. I mean, obviously don't know if that's true, but I'm from this country and I don't agree that they should be, you know, giving our government the light of day and trying to say like, like trying to change everything mm -hmm. um, for this game, whatever it is aesthetically, even if it doesn't have anything to do with gameplay. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I honestly haven't seen anyone in support of it. So... I thought it'd be an interesting conversation to have. So I kind of partly, I mean, I don't agree with their, with, so I have one problem, but overall I don't see a problem with it. Okay. Um, my, my problem is, is that I don't see the reason for, especially, okay. These are aesthetic, like graphical changes. You could even say for some of them, um, things in the game, right? So even things as basic as like icons in the action feed changing like yes. the melee icon from like a knife to a fist and stuff like that um and so like their aesthetic stuff they don't really affect the gameplay it what seems weird to me is that if it's changes that are this basic <laughs> that it is so difficult to create two versions of the game um what seems weird to me is that it impacts like the global market instead of it's like we're going to the lowest common denominator of what countries laws are for what seems like an easy change right it seems like to me you can have two art assets and then when you compile the game the one for the countries that have these restrictions pull in like the one example we'll have a link in uh the show notes for the article um that has like the skull there's one that has a skull and there's the other one where it's like obscured and not a skull actually on there right like i feel like you can have two different art assets and then when you compile the game um you the one for Asia has uh, asset two, and the one for the rest of the world has asset one. Right? That, mm -hmm. that seems, and it seems like because like their argument is is that they want to have, they don't want to waste uh, time. They want to increase efficiency and like streamline the entire thing. It's like I understand that, but if it's like just graphical visual changes, it just seems it just seems like you could do an easy solution for that. Um, yeah. 
Or but, even if you're playing on those servers, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Asia servers, then that won't happen. Mm-hmm. Like you won't, you won't, you would only get those aesthetic changes if you were playing on the Asia servers. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And so I, um, and so that, that, that just seems strange like that seems like that would be an easy solution that you wouldn't have to create a whole thing where now everyone gets to voice their opinion about it um where like because i think that's what big that's what part of the problem is that once you create it as a global release you all of a sudden have the all a bigger population of people that play your games that can claim to be upset and cranky and sad about it Mm -hmm. um I think on the flip side, like you can make bigger arguments. Oh, you're giving into the government censorship. You shouldn't give those governments that are oppressive like that the time of day, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and like, sure, but also it's a company trying to make money. So I don't see a problem with like they want to bring their product there. We have lots of companies that want to bring their products to these markets that probably, you know, have to follow different rules and this happens every day and we don't really care right like even as yeah. something as simple as if you want to sell your product in the european union market like they have different restrictions that on what like can be sold there or what the products have to meet compared to the u.s right and so it's kind of like every time you do business somewhere like that is what happens and these changes seem pretty relatively small to me and there's other games that like that don't have the graphic detail that these do that sell there like it just it just seems like it's not like they're bending over that much and at the same time like it's not like they're it'd be different if we had like a government actor right like going like oh we'll just do whatever this other country says but like companies abide by what other countries rules are all the time anyways Mm -hmm. um so that just seems it seems weird to me to be upset about it also if they had never done this post and all of a sudden these changes were made um granted i don't play siege but if it happened in a game that i did play i don't know that i would notice it all that much um because like i might notice that's different but i don't know if i would know a why it's different or b really be upset that for example the sexual content is no longer a woman on a uh a stripper pole but instead a sexually uh suggestive hand like it's just you know i mean i don't think i would see that and be like oh my god how dare they give in to their values here like i don't yeah you know i mean it just seems that seems i don't and i never would have know noticed. what you're talking about but those are some high quality american values right there <laughs> it's like um so i uh i don't know i think it's i almost wonder if they created more of a problem for themselves by say by kind of putting it out there and saying Mm. that like this is what we're doing um so i'm i don't i don't know that's i think that's interesting i think it's a lot of freak out for what probably isn't that big of a deal in my opinion Um, i kind of agree with you i think the big go on no no no, i I was just gonna say i agree with you that's it Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, yeah. I think I think a, 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 to one of the points that my guess is that they're making, I think you kind of alluded to, is um, the alternative is not to give in to what these government's restrictions are and also not release the game. And so it's like you're going to say that the value to the consumers and the people that are going to play the game is zero unless it has these changes beforehand. You know what I mean? Like the, the, like the, it's not worth it to let these people play the game. And it's more important that you stand up and make a statement. I don't know if that's true. I would rather, I think it's 
probably adds more value to the people's lives to have the enjoyment of playing Siege compared to saying you don't ever get to have it because your government, which is overly restrictive, is saying that we can't do these things, right? Like, mm-hmm. and my guess is I don't know what countries they are, but my guess is that they're not necessarily countries where they can effectuate government change as easy where it's like oh mm-hmm. you're right we can't play siege so we're gonna vote out everyone in our government and get new ones in so we can have the fake blood splatter and we can have the depictions of gambling like i don't do know mean? that sounds that sounds very reasonable <laughs> right right <laughs> what are you talking about jeez oh by the way God. guys go vote on tuesday yes absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah, we're at least we're at least monday so 24 hours after this you know actually oh yeah, yeah if it's it. monday right now and you're listening to this what you need to do is pause the episode and you can only start it back up when you're standing in line to go vote and then you can hear the rest of our Whoa. very high level discussions here if you're in America, too, by the way, we're being a very American. Ameri- yeah, we are, right? <laughs> like, oh, screw these other countries, but if you're in America, let's go change things. Use your right, baby. Oh, goodness. But, yeah, that's kind of interesting. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't know. I don't see my, that much of a problem. It's kind of... I will, I will say I do think that some of the changes they make are kind of tactful. And if anything, like the, their example of violence, the skulls, I kind of like the after image more than the first image. Really? Um, interesting. Okay. But, that's just me. I don't know. I'm not a big skull person. Like I don't really like the the depiction of skulls. I don't think it's a cool design. Um, oh. and the second one has like a little bit cooler of a design, in my opinion. But then you might not like my skull tattoo on my back. Please, does it say like M Cole under it and then a heart? No, no. Oh, it says yeah. kill me, baby. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so, uh, sticky. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, I got I got two things. One of them will probably one of them we probably won't be able to get to today. So yeah, sorry um, guys, we're doing a fast uh, episode. Another Speedy Gonzalez episode this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, remind me if you if you think about it, to talk about remastered games next week. Um, okay. Because one of the news items out of BlizzCon um, this week oh, was yeah yeah was uh, Warcraft Three <laughs> remastered. So uh, yeah. So, oh, I thought you were talking about G- Diablo. Oh God, no! We could talk about that too. <laughs> but oh. I want to actually have a, a nice, uh, uplifting discussion about remastered games. If we okay, okay, next week. okay. Um, but we have to follow up on something because I, I said we would last week, so we got we got to talk about it real quick. Okay, and that was I said I threw it out there and I put it under the universe. I said if I preview this the week before, it's not going to happen. And I did not get one of those small phones this week, like I oh. thought I was going to. So why there's a there it's backordered or something or you just no it was automatic or? they they did, wouldn't sell them they weren't selling them in stores you had to order them online um and oh that's the, weird in, right and the instant gratification part of me was like if I can't just walk into a store right now and pick it up I don't want one <laughs> so Ooh. um. Wow, that's so anti-millennial of you. I know, it's so anti-millennial of me. But um, I uh, but it was a big part. I did want to like try out the phone in the store first before I did get it. Yeah, I feel like that's um, actually a, a nice thing to try out. Yeah, especially something that's different enough like this one is. So I didn't end up getting it. But this weekend, I did kind of push myself to experiment a little more along the ideas of what I wanted to do with this phone. Um, and so when I went out this weekend, I didn't bring my phone with me and I just used my watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was, it, I had some, it, it was an interesting insight over the course of the weekend in the yeah? sense that I didn't miss my phone really um, at all. Like 
it was fine. I got to interact with the people around me like a normal human being. Um, I was able to respond to the few text messages I need to needed to that I got on my phone, on my watch. Um, but my biggest problem came at the end of the night where I realized I don't need a phone for 99% of my evening. I just need it when I need to get home. Like if it's like two o'clock in the morning and I need to order myself an Uber to get home, like I can't do that. Right. Or if I want to unlock it, if I want to unlock a Divi to bike home, I can't do that either. I have to make sure I have my Divi key with me where I could unlock it via my phone. Um, And so everything was kind of hunky dory up until that point. And so I was like, well, I was like that kind of, you know, that kind of sucks, but you know, we'll see. And then I was thinking about, getting the palm foam and i'm like well now they have to order and wait a few days like let me think even more about whether or not i want this and the other thing i did notice i missed out on not having a phone with me is you can't take pictures of things that you see right every once in a while like something weird might happen or you might see a friend they haven't seen in a while or something like that you want to take a picture but if you don't have a phone you can't do that so now you're relying on other people to take pictures and to make sure that you like get rides gets right get to get a ride places and stuff like that and it just kind of felt like i don't know that kind of felt frustrating um but the phone would have solved that because the phone has a camera on it and the phone i can install the lyft and uber app on it so i could get home with the phone um so that would have solved all those problems but the more I thought about it, the more it doesn't really fix the problem that I want. Because what I want is I want a smaller phone to use every day. I don't mm. need a smaller phone for the you know six to twelve hours that I go out on the weekends. Um, like I can just carry my regular phone with me. Yeah, you know I mean, like what I want it for yeah. is I want it the rest of the week long. I want to be able to if I'm riding the train into work, I want to be able to read um, on the Kindle app on a smaller phone. Well, that's not what this would be for. This would be like, oh, I'm going out on Friday or Saturday night, and I want to bring a small phone with me. I want to leave my regular phone at home. It's like, well. I don't know if that's worth $350 to me. Um, it just, it seems like, like it would be different if Apple made it and worked with everything in the ecosystem. Um, but the fact that, A, like my messages don't show up on it because you have to use the weird Verizon messaging app, which I would refuse to use. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much a call an Uber, take pictures, or use the telephone. And I don't use the telephone on the weekends. So like, yeah. I'm not out at like 11 o'clock at night being like, let me call people. That never happens. So it's a like, it's going to well, be... you call a, me at late at night sometimes. We have well, long know, conversations. It, it, that, not at 11. We usually talk at like 1, 32 o'clock. Like, oh, it's okay. just so like, like technically the next day is what you're saying. Exactly. It's not It's not the night anymore. It's the next morning. So <laughs> okay, that's right. when that's when we all have right. our... We, our we can be specific like that if you want. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I like to define my relationships based on times of days so <laughs> so daylight savings must have really fucked you up though. oh it was it was rough <laughs> i had no idea what was going on like it's like all the people i usually would talk to i like, can't talk to you right now all Shit. the time's messed up I'm damn like, yeah it was, it's rough i i have i struggle with it more than some other people do but you know it's the life i've chosen to live um but yeah so i think i think as of right now i'm going to decide to hold out on that one but it did open up my eyes that I need my phone a lot less um, mm-hmm. when I'm out and about. So much so that, like, I think what I might end up start doing is I'll bring my phone with me, but, like, just kind of completely turn it off. Because it was nice to, like, have moments where I would normally reach for my phone just as kind of, like, a crutch or fiddly thing to do. Um, just 
because like I'm just oh I'm just standing there like let me just pull out my phone I mindlessly look at it and scroll through Twitter like no instead I don't need to do that and it was kind of nice to not like pull myself out of a social situation to do that every once in a while so mm. um, because of that I think I'm gonna try and use my phone less and maybe even just kind of turn it off when I go out and about but oh okay okay yeah. so it was it was interesting it was interesting it was so you learned I, something about yourself I learned I did I did. But um, also I learned I really rely on my phone for a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. Like even like just like little things like not having the Maps app with me to like not that I needed to. Right. I'm with other people. That I can just follow wherever the heck they're going or I can be like, oh, where is this? Can you look it up? But like just the fact that like for my own peace of mind, I can't just pull up something or like, um, oh, where where exactly is this restaurant at again? Or let me pull up with the transit times or all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't have easy access to that. And it's like, these are such basic, simple things that seems weird to make your life more difficult on purpose, right? Like, might as well just live the technological life. So Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff, I feel like such with Google Maps like that, I, I probably don't even notice how often I use that mm -hmm. for things. Yeah. I mean, I use that almost every day. Yeah, no, exactly. stuff. Um, exactly. Which is kind of sucky because I don't want to be reliant on it. Mm hmm. Because uh, I would like to know like where I'm going all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I guess that's just kind of the way it is now. Yeah. No. I think I think it is, and I think, but like, and, I think it's partly that. Like, and sometimes it's you know you you know where are places that you want to go, but you almost want to ver, especially if you're going somewhere with other people. But you want to verify maybe what the crossroads are or something like that. You know what I mean like, oh, I know where that is, but it's going to be really stupid if I spend 20 minutes getting to that place and it's not exactly where I thought it was, right? Yeah. And then it's like, might as well just spend the you know two minutes to check to see where it's at. Um, Google Maps obviously also has other useful features about like they estimate how busy places are at certain times, which is nice to see. Um, or let's say you just you know you want you know tacos, but you don't know which taco place you want to go to. It's easy just to search a neighborhood for tacos and see what pops up and be like, oh yeah, that's the place I want to go to. Mm -hmm. um, I was also kind of getting to the point where I was like, oh, I can get around a lot of these problems by bringing other things, right? So if I if I don't have my phone with me on my commute to work, I just bring my watch, I can always bring another book with me. But then like instead of reading the Kindle app, I mean, well, now I'm the second that I'm bringing another object with me instead of the phone, it defeats the entire purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like uh, uh, the other one I was saying is like with Divi's, I don't know where every Divi station is located. I can wander around until I run into one, or I can pull up the Divi map and see, oh, there's one two blocks east that I wouldn't have ne necessarily gone down that road to find it. I can easily see it through the Divi app. The flip side, I can bring a paper bike map that has all the Divi stations listed. But again, the second I'm bringing another thing with me, then it's like I might as well just bring my phone. Like it's it's silly and to... plus a paper map i mean come on man <laughs> what are we pirates right right i use i use uh when i first started uh bike commuting i used the pa uh, paper map a lot because there wasn't anything good that showed the chicago bike routes um uh -huh. except for the chicago bike map and so as i was learning the different um you know, main bike streets around Chicago. I was using that paper map a lot to kind of figure out, all right, I want to go here to here. What is the best route for me to take if I'm on my bike? Huh. Um, I kind of graduated from that because I know a lot of the main streets I would take if I was on my bike. But at first it was a lot of paper map uh, for that. But Damn. I don't know. are you going to be biking in the winter too? I, I, my goal is to, yes, I, sh I, I plan to, I, I have that, I'm building a bike right now for my winter commuter. Um, I'm building a mountain bike cause it has bigger knobbier tires that works better when it's slicker out. And mm -hmm. it's also from like the early nineties. So it's not, I don't care too much if it kind of gets 
be eaten up by the salt. Um, uh-huh. So my plan is to kind of bike through the winter. I've been biking still up to this day, um, every day, unless I have like some other commitment that kind of keeps me from it. And we've gotten down to the coldest has been 30 degrees so far, and it really hasn't been bad. I kind of, I layer a lot. So like I yeah. can adjust for different temperatures. Do you wear um, a face mask? Not yet. I'm, I have to get one because I think once it gets below 20, then I'm going to need a face yeah, mask. Yeah, you're probably going to need one. Because it's because the the wind is the really hard part. It's funny. That's that's what kills you. Yeah, it really is. Because what it, what I think is really really funny is I um my 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 warm gear right now is like let's say it's like thirty degrees. My warm gear right now isn't like two or three jackets like in sweaters and stuff. It's I put on like one fleece and I put on my rain jacket because the rain jacket keeps all the wind out. And so ah. when I go biking, I actually am like hot when I get to the office. And it's like all I changed was I instead of putting a second jacket over my fleece, I put a wind co- like just a rain jacket on that has no insulation or anything. Like it's literally just like a like um synthetic fabric that's like millimeters thick. And mm. um that works perfectly. So uh so the wind is the is the biggest thing that really yeah, that's cuts the through um but yeah so now i'll keep i'll keep biking during the winter um is is my goal except for i think once it gets below like five degrees then i won't bike anymore and i won't bike on days that it has just snowed because i don't want to have to deal with that um but i did i took the uh took the l into work uh last week because of i had to go out to court in a different county or whatever and so the train worked out being the best way and um as i was sitting you, you on looked there, it up on your phone right Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but as I was sitting on the as I was sitting on the train, I was like, oh my god, I really wish I was on my bike right now. Like <laughs> get Aww. away from all the people, get me out there, like stretch my legs and we'll be good to go. So feel um, free. I feel free. Well the worst is is like when the train is packed and it's like full like side to side with people and you see two of them go by and you have like you, f- you feel like you have no control in the world at that moment mm-hmm. where I'm like if I was just on my bike I don't have to wait like I, I just go like even if it's gonna be faster on the train the fact that like it's like we're like oh do I take a longer route that adds five minutes but I don't have to sit in any traffic or do I sit in traffic and crawl my way all the way there so mm. I don't know. yeah that, that's a toughie. Yes, that is a toughie, but well, we're running out of time. So real quick, let's head on over to the food finish and we can wrap this baby up. Uh, Skinky, do you have a food finish for us this week? We are going to talk about Raymond. Ooh, I, everyone because loves everybody Raymond. loves Raymond. <laughs> Damn it. You, uh. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't even remember why we were going to talk about ramen, to be honest. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, because like, I, and I, I don't know because I. Okay, this is how this started. I asked them called the beginning of the podcast. Hey, have we talked about ramen before? He's like, yeah, one time. And I was like, okay. And he's like, okay, well, let's talk about that. And I was like, oh, okay, it's just a question, but I guess. And now I don't really know what to talk about in regards to ramen. You, went, are, you got ramen. That's why, right? You got ramen. We are we are so hungry for a food finish at times. I will take oh, anything that is offered. Oh God, up you you got ramen recently, right? I did get ramen recently. Um, there is this uh, really amazing ramen place. Actually, it's the place that is right outside that Robin Williams mural that we talked about on a few episodes back. Oh, um, okay. On genetics, but there's a a ramen place right there, and it has. It has turned into one of my, um, one of my top early date nights. 
Um, so like a second or third date, I usually like when if like I propose like we go out to dinner. Um, a lot of times I'll propose ramen because that place oh. it serves amazing ramen. It's a little bit different. People usually don't get ramen all that often, so I feel like it kind of works out well. Where like a lot of times, like if you propose, you know, like a burger joint, they could have had a burger the night before or like within the last three days. Like I don't know if I want a burger again. Ramen, most people haven't had it recently, and it's kind of a little bit more exciting. Um, but I do run into a problem with it though because my favorite ramen at this place is the spicy garlic ramen mm. um which always isn't the best ramen choice if you're on a date so it's a yeah probably not a good one no not a good choice there no but and not. you know what you know what you do you yeah i usually do actually i usually well, do <laughs> if they don't if they i don't, make the bad choice <laughs> if they if they don't love me at my garlickiest they don't deserve me at my Non-garlickiest, isn't it? Wasn't is that a Marilyn Monroe oh, quote or something like that? Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. Marilyn Monroe definitely said that. Yeah, no, that's good. But no, ramen, ramen's fantastic. I have do you, love ramen. Have you had ramen recently? I did have ramen recently. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I like having pork in my ramen. Me too. Me too. And uh, you gotta have a hard-boiled egg in there, like a, oh, some sort of egg, because like yes. you, otherwise you haven't had ramen. You know? No, that is true. That is um. True. And I don't know. I just yeah. I, I I enjoy some good old ramen here and there. I, I, I don't get. I don't have it very often though. Yeah, I feel like most you people know? don't. I probably have ramen like four times a year, which is, in the grand scheme of things, of all the things I eat, like on the very low end of things of like repeat eating. Right? Like how many times mm-hmm. do I have a burger in a year? Like I don't know. 20 30 40 Like it's but ramen doesn't doesn't happen all that often. So, um, you know, what's interesting with ramen is I remember getting into college, like being in college and still like not understanding that ramen was like an actual like good food. Yeah, like an actual dish that you you can order. And I was just like, I just thought it was the styrofoam cup stuff. (laughs) Like, yeah. And so when people would be super excited about ramen, I'm like, why? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I've had it before. It doesn't seem like it's all that special, but people loved Uh it. And now that I've had it, I I get it. And you guys should get some ramen. Oh, so back in the day, this is my only ramen story that I have. Mm -hmm. I used to, uh, back in high school, I used to help so the, there was always this kid who used to fuck up his computer mm-hmm. somehow. And, of course, I used to be the person that had, that had to go to help him to fix it. And he would pay me in ramen. Oh, really? So while I was fixing his computer, he would make ramen for me. <laughs> yes. like, with spicy, like with the spices and he'd add egg. Mm-hmm. And I would fix his computer and then he would give me ramen and then that was it. God, that is so weird and so awesome. It's I have such like, a strange story. It is such a strange story. But what it, I think what it, it's there's something about it that's so strange. But at the same time, it really isn't that strange of a story. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it just like if if you really think about it, like it's not all that weird. Like he's like repaying you and saying thanks like for helping him yeah. in this way which isn't a weird concept but for I think it's the ex- like the cooking in exchange for services that feels weird it's like if you came over to help me hang a shelf or you know fix my furnace and I cooked you dinner for that like yeah you know I mean like that just there's something yeah. about that that feels weird. weird it just is a little weird right <laughs> please like I and I did you guys did you guys eat the ramen together or did you take the ramen to go no, nah, he would just you just make it for me. I would eat it right there. Just you, or did both of you have some? No, just me. <laughs> Wait, shut up. Yeah, yeah. 
That's so weird, and I love it. He just and his computer broke a lot, so I just cake <laughs> is having to rob it all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's all. That's awesome. That's amazing. I really. I think the that. big problem was that he had Windows Vista, which like no one had. Yeah, yeah. So I that's usually you. an issue. Now, now, now in Skanky's mind, like Windows Vista is just associated with ramen payday. Psychologically, <laughs> it is associated with yeah ramen. Exactly. You you see you see the uh, the Windows Vista boot up and your mouth starts watering. Hey, yep, that's exactly what happens. Like, oh, I'm go for some ramen it. right now. Yeah, same. So I think we should go right now. You guys, that's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live right and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, commute, chores, whatever you do. We are there to hang out with you. However, if you are going to vote tomorrow, put pause, go tomorrow, and then I think it's weird to say at the end. Yeah, hit pause, go tomorrow and vote. Yeah, hit pause right here. We will be at with the end you. of the podcast. It's true. We will be with you uh, for your voting <laughs> experience. Uh, uh, you can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, and our website at shenantics.rocks. And recently, we have also been on Spotify. So make sure you guys check us out and hit the follow button on Spotify to get all of the delicious shenanticsness right next to your tune skis. If you have a comment or question, if you have a comment or question, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash pod or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com. If you uh, want to join the discussion, head over to shantix.rocks slash about and click on the invite link for the Discord server. Tons of cool Shantix fanatics hanging out there every week. You can discuss your favorite ramen and whether or not you've even had ramen or maybe you've exchanged ramen for services of a young <laughs> gentleman. Uh, Skanky, where can they find you on the internet? Thank you for me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y, and mcall, where can they find you? I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mcall underscore M-C-U-L, the underscore symbol, same username on Twitter, twitter.com slash mcall underscore, and same username on Instagram. If you guys want to see my brand new bike from the 90s that I rebuilt from the ground up, uh, probably later Tiny this will week. add it in there. She'll add in there a photo of the, the MCOL Cruiser. It's yellow, and I love it, and we need to come up with a name for it. So Fiona. Ooh, I kind of like that. Yeah. Cool. Talk to you next week. Okay, see ya. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>